Hey, hey, what's going on? We are live. It's a little earlier this morning. I usually go live a couple hours later than now. Hope everyone can make it. Welcome. If you're watching live, welcome. If you're watching on the replay, and uh, hey to everybody listening on the podcast, learn American English with this guy. If you are listening on the podcast, you mind leaving a review, rating really helps. And if you're listening here on YouTube, can you go ahead and smash that like button as the YouTubers say, hey, Constantine, glad you could make it. Judith, how are you? Looks like Maria's here. Yulia, how are you? Ario, welcome. Yeah, so there may be fewer people here, but your English will still improve. I think we're going to be here about an hour. I might tell some stories if there are no questions, because listening to stories can really help you improve your English. And boy, do I have some stories. So I'm not sure how many people will show up this morning. That's an English phrasal verb, show up. It just means like to attend. So maybe you are hosting a party and you're hoping people will show up. You're hoping people will arrive. They Hopefully they will attend at some point. All right. I do see a question here though. So let's, let's start with a question. And then I have some stories about what happened this week. Crazy stories and what is happening later today. If you are a fan of winter, you might like what is happening today. If you follow me on Instagram, uh, you probably already know we're getting a big snowstorm a little bit later today. So, all right. What's on time? Okay. Okay. There's some questions. Audie, Constantine. Hey, thank you so much for being members. What does ask for the moon mean? Ask for the moon. Well, I think it basically means you're wanting too many things. I don't think we use it that often here in the United States, um, but maybe a child, if they are asking for the moon, it's just they want everything. Maybe you walk into a store and they're like, Daddy, Mommy, buy me this, buy me this. Like You're asking for the moon. Or it might mean you're asking for something that isn't, likely to happen. So maybe if I said, Hey, I want the entire world to have peace, you know, just, I want everybody to be happy. Somebody might say, well, you know, you're kind of asking for the moon. That's not really likely to happen. There's always going to be misery in some parts of the world. There's always going to be wars, which is unfortunate, but I think that's what ask for the moon means. Um, it might've been popular in the United States 20, 30, 40 years ago. I don't think it's all that common right now. Yeah. Ario and show up. It means to appear or to come. That word is a tough word, right? I need to come up with a deep dive lesson on the word come so many different definitions, so many different phrasal verbs come up. Think up of something. That's what that means. Think of something. Plan something. Oh, English, right? Audie, hope all is going well in Thailand. Uh, what's on time? 
style American guy. I don't know what on time style is. You probably know what on time means, right? And Americans, I think really, if, um, if I start this live stream at 7.30 a.m., I need to be on time. I need to start it at 7.30. I don't need to start it at 7.35 or 7.40. So I don't know what on time style is. I only know what on time is. So in, in the United States, punctuality, big word right there. That means being on time. If you are punctual for something, it means you arrive on time. And in the United States, I think that five or 10 minutes early is actually on time. So some of you may be planning on moving to the United States one day. And if you move here, you probably want to get a job, right? So if you have a job interview and everybody is hiring in the United States, nobody wants to work. The lines are so long to wait to pay for things. In England, they might call it a queue, but in the United States, we call it a line. And last night, my wife and I, we went Christmas shopping. I hate shopping. I, I don't need a lot of things. The people that are in my family really don't need a lot of things. So all the shopping I do is either for like groceries, things I need, or if I need a new microphone or something, I will just order it on Amazon and it comes to my house. But last night we went into one store, the line to buy something was 25 minutes long. It was 25 minutes long. It's really hard to get uh, people to work in the United States now. So if you have a job interview, you probably want to show up 10 minutes early and that's on time. All right, Maria. Looks like Maria has to go, but she will be back. Hey, 989840. Hola, Mr. Brent. I'm back to enjoy your useful lessons. Hey, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're back. Let's see. I thought there was another... Freddie Wolf, France is in the house. Welcome. Judith is here and she has a question. Do you know how I know she has a question? It says question in front of her question. That is a great idea. I won't miss it if you put question in front of that. I'd like to know the difference in pronunciation between, oh, wet and wet. What kind of sentence would you use them? All right, so wet. I'm going to have to write this down, won't I? Or I can just say the one with the H. So W-H-E-T and W-E-T. So um, I'm actually going to write something down here. So you might hear this, wet your whistle, okay? And I will, uh, it's spelled like this. Uh, yeah, wet your whistle, wet your appetite. You will hear that. And I don't think a lot of people know there's a difference in the spelling for that. But when you say wet your whistle, wet your appetite, 
It means you're giving somebody a little bit of a taste of something. It might be food, but it might not be actually food. And what I mean by that is maybe you just get a little preview of something. Maybe you get a little sample. All right. Big movie released in the United States this weekend. Spider-Man. I think it's Far From Home, the third one. So the movie companies, they will release what we call in English a trailer. So it's like two minutes of the movie, and that is designed to wet your whistle, wet your appetite to make you want to go and see the whole movie. So wet your whistle, give you just a little taste so you want more. And that is the correct spelling. Now, the other wet, I think if you've been studying English for a couple years, if you understand most of what I'm saying, you know wet has something to do with water. Uh, and it just means to, uh, it's hard to define, but it's like you get you get water on you, right? Speaking of water, I should hydrate. So I hope that helps. Uh, I didn't explain wet that much because I think most people know it, right? If it's raining outside and you go outside, you are going to get wet. I think the W-H-E-T one, that was the harder one, right? Anyway, let's get rid of that and let's find another question. Looking through the comments here. What about food? Ooh, yeah. What's your whistle? Yeah. Is it an idiom or an expression? So I would think it's an idiom because we don't literally do anything with a whistle. Like it might be like that whistle. Hey, do you have any dogs listening in the background? Hey to all the dogs. There's a whistle, but yeah, it's a definitely an idiom. What's your whistle? It just gives you a little taste. Just gives you a little taste, making you want more. All right, here we go. Freddie Wolf. This is looks like a question. I see a question mark in there. Hi, Brent. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I always struggle with the phrases find out, figure out. Could you make examples of both? Yeah, sure. So both phrasal verbs, the good news is they mean the same thing. Okay. It usually involves a mystery that you need to solve. So right now, I'm hoping you are going to figure out and find out what those two phrases mean. So you have something that's unknown, but then it becomes known. You learn it. So let's say you have to get to a job interview, okay? And it's downtown. It's like a few miles from your house. You have to figure out a way to get there. You have to find a way to get there. So you may ask a friend and they may say, yeah, I can take you. I can take you to your job interview. Well, you've figured out that problem. Um, so for that, I don't know if I would use find out. Sometimes they can be used in the same exact way. <laughs> Sometimes they cannot. Um, let's see. 
let's say that um, there might be something that you don't even realize you don't know. And we might say that you find it out. For example, I don't know why this example came into my head, but it did for the first thing. Uh, let me change it, actually. Let me change it. I got another one. Um, let's say you have an English class and you think it starts at four o'clock in the afternoon, but earlier in the day, you find out it actually starts at three. So I guess, and I'm just trying to think of this in my head right now, I think find out, it still means something becomes known to you. You understand it but maybe you didn't know you didn't understand it. I might need to make a, an official video on this because they are, they are the same, but they're a little different. So let's say figure out means you have a puzzle you need to solve. Find out you didn't know you had that puzzle and somebody tells you. So maybe you find out that there was a terrible crash, a terrible accident nearby your house. Um, luckily, I watch the weather. So I know that it's going to snow this afternoon, like quite a bit. But if somebody didn't watch the weather and they just walked out their door this afternoon, they might find out we have a lot of snow. So... I hope that helps. It took me a second to figure out the difference between those two expressions. So they're almost the same, but slightly different. I might make a note and do an official video either on this channel or uh, American English Guide 2. All right. Hope that helps, Freddie. If there are any questions about figure out, find out, ask them in the chat. And I will do it. Hey, Sunshine, Cecilia, hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all doing. Oh, no. Is that is that uh, does that happen in Thailand? Like, so if you have a three o'clock appointment, people will show up at three o five, three fifteen. Yeah, that uh, that doesn't happen here. It, it might happen. But if it's for a job interview, you might not be able to get a job. All right. Wow. Lots of questions here. Let me get to them. Let me get to them. Here's a good one right here. Mustafa, how are you? Hope you're doing well, Mustafa. Thank you for becoming a member. I'm looking through. I got to take care of the members. I got to help them out. I got to make sure their questions are answered. All right. Could you please tell me the meaning of referral in medicine? Oh, my yeah, uh, this is this is luckily it's an easy one, but it's a pain in the neck if you have to get a referral from medicine. I'm going to tell a story, a uh, personal story, when I have to get a referral. All right. I keep saying that I need to do uh, a lesson on insurance, medical insurance in the United States. But let's just talk about referral here. So because I'm a teacher... I have health insurance. I think I might pay $400 a month for health insurance. It's a lot of money. So that covers myself, 
and it covers my two children. So health insurance is expensive in the United States. So I can go to my doctor pretty much anytime I want. I make an appointment. It might take a week for them to see me, but I can get an appointment. Now, I have a bad ankle. When I was in the fourth grade, I broke my ankle. I was like 10 years old and it never properly healed. So every six months, I need to go to a different doctor and they give me a shot in my ankle. Well, because that's a different doctor, I have to get a referral. And a referral is when I call my primary doctor, my first doctor, my primary doctor, and I ask them, hey, I have this ankle problem. I need to go see a different doctor. Is that okay? And then they write the referral. I hope that makes sense. So if you have like your everyday yearly checkups, you know, maybe you have the flu, maybe you're feeling a little sick, you might go see your doctor. You don't need a referral. Anytime you need something special, you need a referral. Um, maybe if I had some heart trouble, okay, my main, my primary care doctor, they don't specialize in heart problems. So they may say, Hey, I can't help you as well as another doctor can. I'm going to write a referral. So your insurance company requires a referral. If you see another doctor besides your primary doctor, um, I don't know if I want, I probably don't want to share my insurance card information, but listed on my insurance card. Ooh, I'll show you the back of it. How about that? That's the, that's the back of my insurance card right there on the front. It has my name and it actually has my doctor's name. So that's your primary care physician. Big words there. I hope that helps. I know I discussed uh, referral, but I think there were a couple other English terms in there. Hopefully help you out. All right, let's see some more questions here. Audie, Audie the tie, teacher Brent. I don't understand why they use this word. Can I come to your party? Why don't you use go? I watch from the Dharma man. Okay. Um, both work, both work. Hey, can I come to your party? That means you're inviting yourself. It's not exactly polite, but um, it happens. Hey, can I come to your party? Hey, can I go to your party? Yeah, I, I definitely need to do a deep dive on come because you could have a dog. We have a dog now. And if I say, hey, come here, that means like moving towards a person. Hey, can you come here? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We might do that. Hey, can you come here? Or we might use come as go. Like, hey, can I come to your party? 
but yeah, it's you can use both. Oh, geez. Ario, what is the American dream? Do I believe in the American dream? Okay, so the American dream is that maybe your family growing up when you're a kid, you don't have a lot of money. Um, it's not always money, but the American dream often involves money. So if you are a kid and, uh, you know, you're smart, you're talented, but your family, you know, might live in low income. Um, sometimes you'll hear the projects in the United States. Those are neighborhoods where people don't have a lot of money for the most part. The American dream would be if you work hard, you can be anything you want to be. That person growing up in that poor neighborhood may one day become president of the United States. That would be the American dream. Do I believe in the American dream? Yes, I do think it's possible. Or if somebody, uh, maybe you're watching in a different country and you say, hey, one day I want to come to the United States. I want to work really hard. I want to become successful. Whatever success is to you. Does it involve money? I don't know. Does it involve happiness? But the American dream is that anybody can be anything they want to be if they work hard enough. The only thing I would add is that I think you need a little bit of luck also. You need to be in the right place at the right time. That's a saying we have in the United States in the right place at the right time. But yes, I do believe that you can achieve the American dream. You need hard work. You need some talent. I think that talent comes from hard work, but yeah. Good question, Ario. Thank you for that. Oh my gosh. Cecilia, right? Shopping is the worst. And in the United States, Many Americans will be celebrating Christmas one week from today. And so a lot of people feel they need to buy other people things, just things. I need to get you something. I need to get. That's a, I'm working on a deep dive on get. That's a tough word. We use it in so many ways. But yeah, that's, that's not the American dream. Spend money you don't have on other people that, you know, Christmas. Um, my favorite thing about Christmas is celebrating it with the family food. Of course, it's a lot like Thanksgiving, get your family together, eat some food, maybe exchange a couple presents to let people know you care, but don't a lot of people, my family doesn't, but a lot of people spend a lot of money that they don't have. It's too bad. Ooh, a food question. 989840. Hey, Mr. Brent. How about food? Oh, do you shop for any food? Okay, okay. Let's talk about um really quickly food for Christmas. So the one thing I guess about Thanksgiving that's different from Christmas in my family. Other families are different. Um, Thanksgiving, you take a lot of time to prepare to prepare food. So you spend a lot of time preparing food. That's part of Thanksgiving. 
for Christmas, it's a lot of snacks, things that we can cook quickly, or there's a tradition in my family on Christmas Eve, and that's the night before Christmas, Christmas Eve, so December 24th, we always get Chinese food because the United States has um, some you know, Chinese immigrants, people that have come from China, and they don't celebrate Christmas generally, you know, most, some might. Uh, so the restaurants are open on Christmas Eve and we just go pick up the food. We don't prepare the food. We would rather just watch movies, Christmas movies, spend time with each other and eat uh, really greasy, unhealthy food together. So that's that's kind of what we do for a Christmas meal. All right, Freddie Wolf, maybe a little help here with figure out and find out. Hi, Brian. So, oh, yeah, oh, oh the, I already did this question. I'm I'm uh I'm mixed up here in the chat. All right, hey, hey, Judith, can you explain the meaning of incentivize? I can, I can. If something, this is a verb. You incentivize something, um, but the noun is incentive, incentive. What is an incentive? An incentive is something that makes somebody do something or it encourages them to do something, okay? Encourage, make them want to do something. A lot of times those definitions aren't as helpful as examples. So let's say that you have a job and in your job, there are incentives. So maybe you are making cars. I don't know. I think that still happens in the United States. We do have some car manufacturers. So an incentive for you to work quickly might be bonus money. So if you can make this car in an hour, you get more money. That would be an incentive. Um, at my school, we sort of have an incentive. It usually involves money. Um, but if you eat healthy or you walk so many miles, they might give you a little extra money. We can sign up for it on a website and you can earn $200 a year for being healthy. So that would be an incentive to be healthy. You might have an incentive to work more quickly. Hope that helps. You can give yourself incentives also. So maybe you say to yourself, if I go to the gym and work out for one hour, I will reward myself with a chocolate chip cookie. That could be incentive for you to go to the gym and work out. Now, I would say you probably, if you're looking to lose weight, you probably shouldn't incentivize yourself with food for going to the gym. But yeah, hopefully that helps. Incentive. Hey, Miho is here. Hope all is well in Japan as my eye. Okay. Thought something was in my eye. And but if yet, but if yet, 
Just looking. Oh, my goodness. Constantine. All right. The allergies, too. Some allergies today. I have allergies all year now. It used to be only in the spring. At one time, I had allergies only in the spring. Now, I think it's all year around. All right. I think I might need a, uh, I might need to hydrate a little bit here before I do end up in turns out a couple very difficult phrasal verbs. Um, kind of the same, but, uh, kind of not. All right, we're back. Um, end up and turns out. So both of them mean like the result of at the end of something. You got end there. Um, man, this is a tough one. Maybe I should do a lesson on this. Because um, you could ask yourself the question, how did I end up here? So that is when something turns out a different way than you thought it would right so uh let's go back to that american dream a little person growing up saying hey i want to be a doctor one day and um, maybe they are in their 40s and they're not a doctor maybe they are homeless and they could say how did i end up here so in a way, it's like the final thing that happens. Um, end up. Yeah. And it could be physically too. Um, you may are, uh, you may be in a new town and you're trying to find a store and you end up in a different part of town. Maybe your GPS had you go a different way. So end up is a very difficult one. It has a lot of different meanings that are unrelated. Turns out, uh, we say that quite a bit too. Yeah, it turns out, let's say this afternoon uh, snowstorm, we're supposed to get like six inches of snow. It's about 15 centimeters. Well, I'm not sure if you know this, but the um, meteorologists, that's a fancy word for a weatherman or a weather woman. A meteorologist well hey it might turn out that they were wrong and we actually don't get any snow turns out i don't know hopefully i shed a little light on those two phrasal verbs something makes me think that i need to actually make a video and think about those more okay so to review end up yeah, because we wouldn't use that for the snow. Um, end up, it means you are in a different place than you thought you would be. Could be physically, like a different place when you're trying to find something. Or it could be just in life, where if you think you're going to be a doctor and you end up being homeless. So it means things have turned out differently. And I just used turned out in that definition. Uh, turns out can also be used when something doesn't happen and you thought it would. So it turns out we didn't get any snow. Or um, let's talk about that job interview again. So maybe it's at 3 o'clock. You find out that it's at 4 o'clock. Or it turns out 
that it's at four o'clock. English. I'm confusing myself. I hope that helps. They, these are just not very simple topics. All right. Cecilia, phrasal verbs. Gotta love them. Gotta love them. Hey, I know the definition of end. That's when something finishes, right? Yeah, easy enough. Ends up kind of different. Just putting that one little preposition with a verb can totally change everything. All right. Yeah, this one, hopefully. Cecilia, Argentina's in the house. Can you give us an example using work up, work up something? Like in, I worked up an appetite in the gym. Yes, sure. I'm going to use it uh, two ways to work up because um, somebody can get worked up as well. Okay. So let's look at Cecilia's um, sentence. Work up an appetite in the gym. It means you're burning calories and you're just becoming hungry. So worked up an appetite. Maybe somebody has been working all day physically. Maybe they've been digging, digging holes. You're like, wow, I've worked up an appetite. Just means to get hungry. But thank you, Cecilia. That was, I think Cecilia knows what that means. Maybe she was trying to give me an easy question. That, that could be it. Her English is very good. Another way though, to get worked up, it could be you're getting angry. Okay. He was getting worked up in the traffic. Maybe he was late for his job interview and there was a lot of traffic. So he was getting worked up. That means to get angrier and angrier. You get worked up. All right. Take a breath. Thank you, Cecilia. Thank you. Hey, Julie Olis just got here. Well, welcome. Welcome. Naomi, how are you? Been a little while. Been a little while. Okay, geez. Yawin, hope all all is well in Taiwan. So the puzzle explanation helped her figure it out. Sometimes I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like confusing myself. These are um, some pretty difficult topics. Anyway, let's see, Julia. Could you uh, please? Oh, yeah, sure, I can. Could you please explain the meaning of baby shower? Does it relate to Christmas? Uh, No. In no way does baby shower relate to Christmas. What a baby shower is, is that, let's say uh, a man and a wife, that could be two men, could be two women, but um, a couple is expecting a baby. They have become pregnant, right? The mom is with child. And especially if it's their first child, they might have a baby shower. In the United States, it was always etiquette that you would not have a baby shower for your second child. Etiquette. I threw that in. If you saw the video I did at an American hotel, it was released this week. We talked about elevator etiquette, the way you should behave in an elevator now, um, keeping your distance, same family. So a baby shower is when a couple is expecting a baby. 
They might not have clothes for the baby. They might not have enough clothing for the baby. They might not have enough bottles. They might not have enough bibs. That's, that's the little piece of cloth that a baby wears around their neck so they don't spill it all over their clothes. So uh, a couple will have a baby shower, and that is when all of their friends come over to their house and give them presents that they can use for the baby. Yeah, that's a baby shower. The only reason a baby shower would happen near Christmas is that that family is expecting their baby in maybe February. You usually have the baby shower a couple months before the baby arrives just so you can set everything up. Phrasal verb. So I hope that helps. Baby shower. Couple has it before the baby arrives and they often get a lot of supplies they can use with the new baby. I think um, most people would avoid having a baby shower anywhere near Christmas. I think they would have it either in January or November or maybe even October because we have a lot of holidays in November and December and a lot of people don't have a lot of money during that time. So they might try to work around it. Hey, Rogers, how are you? Hope you're doing well. I saw some comments this week from you. And uh, right now I am rubbing my eye. That's the verb I might use because it, uh, it feels like something might have gotten in it. We are a little bit earlier than we normally are. So I might have some sleepies in my eye still. That's what we call those little crusty things that get in your eye while you're sleeping, a sleepy. But I took a shower this morning to try to wash out all of those sleepies. Maybe I missed one. All right. Ario, I'm always missing your questions, right? Hey, I promise I am not ignoring them. I'm just missing them. Hey, you missed my question. What is an American dream? I answered that question. Come on, Ario. I answered that question. Uh, Sir. Do you know Algeria? I know a little bit about Algeria. Um, Algeria is located on the northwestern coast of Africa, right at the top there. One of the biggest countries in Africa. I don't think it's the biggest, but it might be now that Sudan and South Sudan have separated. Um, Is Algeria the biggest country? In Africa, capital of uh, Algeria is Algiers. And the two most common languages of Algeria are French and Arabic. So that's that's what I know about Algeria, I think. Yeah, great country, Algeria. Big country. Yeah, geez. Come so many. I mean, literally, I could spend an hour talking about all the different ways we use that word. Hello. Looking through. California Dream. Yeah. There is a song that was popular in the 1960s by a group called the Mamas and the Papas. And it's called California Dreamin'. California Dreamin'. 
Barack Obama, my favorite American president. Now, I think that Barack Obama might have lived out that American dream, another phrasal verb, lived out. So I don't believe he grew up. I don't think he was rich. Bill Clinton is another president who did not grow up rich. I think Donald Trump grew up pretty wealthy. Um, George Bush, they grew up pretty wealthy, I think. They were into oil. But yeah, some presidents have lived the American dream. Look at this. Look at this manual. Hey, famous song by the mamas and the papas. Yeah. All right. Yawin. Question. Hi, Brent. Could you explain end the year on a high note? Yeah, absolutely. So the end of the year is coming up officially. I feel like I'm moving. I feel like I'm sitting up taller and taller, moving the microphone higher and higher. Um, so if we end the year on a high note, we're getting towards the end of the year, aren't we? We have two weeks left in 2021, depending on which calendar you follow. But if you end the year on a high note, it means you have a little bit of success, a little bit of happiness at the end of the year. A high note would be something positive. So, man, 2021, as we get to the end of the year, there was still a lot of bad news in the world, right? We thought 2020 was the worst because of everything that was happening with the virus. Well, 2021, to end the year on a high note, you want some positive news at the end, right? A little bit of hope at the end of the year. That's what end on a high note means. Oh no, it looks like it's cold in Japan today. Cold in Japan. Now, I think a lot of Americans don't realize northern Japan gets some snow. And I do remember seeing some primates. Primates are what we would call um, gorillas, baboons. People are primates. Um, they're basically animals that are kind of hairy, walk on two legs, mostly. I, I don't know what they're called. Bonobos in English, maybe. I don't know. But I remember seeing some primates in a warm pool of water, but it was snowing. Are they snow gorillas of Japan, maybe? Is that what they're called? Snow, let's look it up. Snow gorillas... Maybe not. Really. Ooh, I don't know how to say this word. Yeah, this is what they are. I can share this. I don't know what these are. I don't know how to say this uh, in... Okay. Macaw. I know there's an animal called the macaw in English. And that is a... Um, that's a bird, though. So the Japanese makakwe, that is probably wrong. But you know what we can do? We can look up the pronunciation of it. I love Google. I love Google. You will never need to know how to, how to, but look at this. The first thing that I look up, no, it's not. I was thinking, uh, how do you pronounce it? That's one of the first. 
Uh, it's not working. But it is. It's Macaw. The Macaw. If anybody was curious, the Macaw. All right. That was just a, just a little fun, probably for me. Probably everybody is watching the stream and they're like, we don't care. I don't care about the Japanese macaw, but maybe, um, maybe Miho knows a little bit about the Japanese macaw. There you go. Macaw, but I can't hear it. Maybe you can hear it, but I can't hear macaw. All right. Back to the lesson. Manual. It is funny. A lot of people say I hate shopping, but later you uh, bump, maybe bump into them. Yep, I did. I went shopping in Portland, Portland, Maine. It's our biggest city. It has the best mall. I don't think it's a great mall, but I did bump in to a friend of mine. Bump in, bump, bump in. And um, was sitting on a couch waiting for my wife because they have couches at the mall and I was ready to go home. So I was sitting on the couch. I had a couple bags at my feet and um, my friends walked by and they said, wow, you look thrilled to be here. I said, yeah, I'm ready to go home. So they could probably tell I was just bored. I was on my phone. I think I was probably answering some comments on YouTube or, or something, but I was ready to go ready to go um julia could you give me some uh some yes and don'ts about visiting maine sure the 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 state that i live in i sure can um we might call these uh do's and don'ts do's and don'ts so what are some do's and don'ts of maine um do come here with a lot of money. Unfortunately, my state is pretty expensive if you come to visit. Um, do visit the city of Portland. I love Portland. I think this summer, Jamie and I will go to some of our favorite spots in Portland and film an English lesson, I think. Um, let's see. Do bring your walking shoes. Bring comfortable shoes because I think you will want to walk along the ocean. I think you'll want to walk up in the mountains. Um, do come here prepared to have a good time. Can't think of too many don'ts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good place where I live. It's just, it's very expensive to come and visit. We do have a lot of tourism here in the state of Maine. And so when, other people want to come and visit your state and the prices do go up just because they can charge more money. But yeah, yeah. Let me know if you're ever coming to the state, I will, uh, I will let you know what you should do and don't send me a message. Maybe we can meet up somewhere in Portland. All right. Ario. Here we go. What? Wait, we Chen? Is he in here? Hey, what's going on, man? It's been a long time. How are you? We Chen is in New York. He He's probably graduating pretty soon. Is he a junior this year? 
He started following the channel last year. Oh, yeah. Mega. Hey, Mega. What's going on? Biden had a lot of struggles in his life. That is for sure. Um, One of the biggest was when he was a very young father. So I think he had three children, right? He had one daughter, two sons, and a wife. And his wife and his daughter were killed, I believe, in a car accident. So he was a single father with two young boys. Yeah, he has had a lot of struggles in his life. Making the spirit bright, Ario is wondering. Yeah. Um, so a lot of our Christmas songs, they're, they're written a long time ago. They were written a long time ago. So um, there's one Christmas song, Deck the Halls, it's called. And there's one line in that, Dawn, we now are gay apparel. Dawn, we now are gay apparel. That just means we put on our happy clothes. But like Dawn, like it starts with the verb. Dawn, we now are gay apparel. Yeah, so put on our happy clothes. Um, So making the spirit bright i think it just means to have a good time pretty much around christmas time yeah making spirit bright just it's not correct english these days but i think when jingle bells was written 500 years ago or whenever it was written it probably made a lot of sense now i think it's hey yeah don't listen to christmas songs and try to learn english Unless they were written, you know, recently. I think Mariah Carey has had a couple Christmas songs lately, but yeah, it's tough. Hey, learn Italian with songs. Sleepies. Yeah. I think I think I got the sleepies out. Oh, very nice. Yeah, Italian. I gotta look up um what's his name? Ollie Richards, I think. He's a guy that um, I read a lot of Italian books from because they're easy. And he just came out with uh, what a complicated uh, language Italian is because of all the dialects, because of all the dialects. Italian is a, is a young language. It has not been around for very long. Fatima, hope you're doing well. Ah, yeah, no problem. No problem, Mario. No problem, Mario. Sometimes it takes me a long time to get to the question, and I'm, I apologize for that. Constantine, how are you? Privet, privet. Um, thank you for becoming a channel member here. Thanks, Mr. Brent. Really difficult phrasal verbs. For example, I was driving my car, and it turns out I forgot my wallet. Now I ended up in a bad situation. Yeah, it's come on, phrasal verbs. But what they do for us native English speakers, because we hear them so often, that's why I encourage you lots and lots of listening, that uh, it helps us th- say things in a shorter amount of time. Yeah, turns out, ends up so tough. I should probably do should probably do a lesson on those two together. I, I probably forgot some points to that. 
Bob the Canadian. Hey, can never say enough good things about Bob the Canadian. I think he is going live questions and answers. So if I don't answer your question or you think of a question later, check him out. He will be going live soon. All right. I don't know why I is it why do I love Italy? I don't know, and I'm not sure I like I love Italy more than any other country, but I have been studying Italian for about two almost three years. It will be three years in April. And so many Americans study French, they study Spanish. So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna learn Italian. Not as many Americans learn Italian. I think that's the fourth most studied language by Americans, though. I think Spanish is first. French might be Latin. And then Italian. German is up there. I know that. Um, My son is looking at another school next year to go to, maybe. And one of the schools that he is looking at it offers Mandarin Chinese. Another one offered Arabic. So there are there are some very popular languages. A lot of the Romance languages are popular for Americans, but we're branching out a little bit. Branching out. Another phrasal verb. So some Americans are learning Arabic and Mandarin. Japanese and Korean are also very popular. I'm going to skip down there. All right. Here's it. How can I improve my speaking skills? Fatma. It's a great question. I said, um, I think I said last week, I'm going to release a video on how to find a speaking partner. Yeah, that didn't happen. I need to. Oh, and I'm also a, a company reached out. Another phrasal verb. A company reached out to me this week and said, Hey, we really like the way you teach English and uh, I might be working with them. So, um, stay tuned. I might have, uh, some information on, uh, a couple apps that you can use to find uh, speaking partners. But I always say, if you can't find a speaking partner, do you know what the next best thing you can do? Lots of listening, lots and lots of listening. How far is Bangor? That's how we pronounce that, by the way, in Maine. Bangor, Maine. It's the third biggest town. It's about two hours from my house. Two hours. Russia is my dream. Welcome. Hey, if you're watching, do you mind hitting that like button? It helps other people find the channel. Russia is my dream. Please tell me how to speak the T sound in the verb wanted. I wanted to do something. <laughs> no. Will I make a video of jumping in the ice water? No, I will not. I will not. But there are some people in my state of Maine. They call themselves uh, the Polar Bear Club. And I think there's one day in January where they dig a hole in the ice and they jump into the ice water. That is not something that I want to do, though. That would probably stop my heart. So, no. But Russia, 
Hey, if you're from Russia, Privyet, Privyet, Kaktila, Kaktila. Wanted, wanted. That is actually a hard T. Sometimes the T's in English are actually D's, like water, water. It's more of a D sound. I think, yeah, I think so. I think Mainers are pretty cool. Yeah, I think we are pretty cool. All right. Yeah. Hey, if you are a channel member, that's right. Why don't we see you, Constantine? Come on, man. Join the Discord. We're in there. I try to check that. Um, I try to check that every single day. Talking about, I know what some of the weather that's going on around the world, what people are eating. Um, the Sweden trip. Yes, I did make a members video on uh, Sweden. That is coming up in a couple weeks. Couple weeks. I will be doing some lessons from Sweden and Finland, I think. If they don't get canceled. If they don't get canceled. All right. Here's a crazy thing. I need to get going. I need to leave. My son has a hockey game. That's what Monday through Friday. I'm teaching English at my school. Saturday and Sunday, my son is playing hockey. So I'm driving him to his games. Crazy, huh? Pros and cons, do's and don'ts. That's a little different. Pros and cons and do's and don'ts. They're almost the same. Maybe I should make a a lesson on that. I do want to thank you all. Do want to thank you all. Miho, been around for a while. Thank you so much for all your support. Mega, you've been around for a long time too. Wee Chen, he's back. He was one of my first subscribers, I think, back in the day. Was that two years ago? YouTube, it'll be two years in January. So we're almost a month away from this channel being two years old. So thank you so much, Cecilia. Thank you so much for everybody who uh, chimed in today. Phrasal verbs. Everybody who showed up today. Harry, oops, Harry, there you are. Thank you, Yulia. Thank you. I will see you all soon. I'm on vacation starting Thursday. So I think Thursday, let's do it. Let's do another live lesson. Hopefully this helped you with your English. About an hour of English listening. Huh? How can you go wrong? Can't go wrong. See you, Julia. Thank you all.